It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's Taylor time for the Washington Commanders as Taylor Heineke will lead his team to face the team he grew up cheering for, the Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. One of his idols, but of course, Brett Favre, the ultimate idol, Taylor Heineke, wearing number four for the Commanders. All that right now for you on this crossover Thursday episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Let's go. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Commanders and the Locked On Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders and the Green Bay Packers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I'm David Harrison, credential media covering the Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Commander Country. And to my right, as you're seeing him, if you're on YouTube, is Peter Bukowski, co-founder of The Leap and host of the Locked on Packers podcast. If you're listening to us on audio, uh, hopefully we're both all around you, which is a little bit creepy. But Peter, uh, a great matchup, Green Bay Packers, Washington Commanders, classic rivalry, uh, historic in nature. Not completely, but two franchises that have a lot of history, obviously, right? And I mean, on this side of things, you know, if there was going to be a game for Taylor Heineke to start this this year and get his first start this year, why wouldn't it be? Uh, against the Green Bay Packers. Now, sure, your listeners are all aware of the story, but basically, like I mentioned in the opening, Taylor Heineke uh, raised by his his Packer-loving father, so he was a Packers lover as well as, as a child, grew up idolizing Brett Favre, which is why he wears number four. Last memory, uh, one of the last memories he has of his father is watching Aaron Rodgers lead the Green Bay Packers to a Super Bowl win. So a lot of love coming from the quarterback wearing burgundy and gold towards the Green Bay Packers. But, of course, this weekend, he's looking to beat the Packers. Peter, what is the biggest story for the visiting team this weekend? Uh, the biggest story for the Packers is WTF. What What is going on with the Green Bay Packers? I mean, that is the biggest story. And, and unfortunately for them, that has a lot of tentacles. What's going on with the offensive line? Who's going to be the starting five? It sounds like they're going to make changes. What's going on with Aaron Rodgers? He's not playing anywhere near the level that we've expected him to. Um, what what more can you get from this group of pass catchers with Randall Cobb now going to be out two to four weeks? We'll see if Sammy Watkins can get back for this game. We'll see if Christian Watson can get back for this game. I'm not optimistic about the latter. The former, I think, has a chance to play this week. And then defensively, can they carry over what they did last week in the passing game and just like a tick be, be a tick better in the run game. They've been the worst run defense in football this season. So mm-hmm. yeah, what is going on with the Packers? I, you know, that, that is sort of the big thing here. You know, I, I said last week on my show um, that this was an opportunity to prove uh, against the Jets, that th- this is an opportunity for the Packers to prove that their contenders go out and, and do to the Jets what the Jets did to the Packers, beat them 27 to 10, that kind of thing. The same opportunity presents itself against the commanders with a backup quarterback. And and the commanders are not, I don't think, a, a terrible team. It's right. just that coming in, the expectations were that the Packers would be much better than the commanders. Yep. And so with a backup quarterback 
and a desperate team, you expect them to come out fiery. If I if I'm just going to pick one thing for the Packers, it's do they have the the piss and vinegar to just just come out aggro, be mm-hmm. mad because they did not come out with any sort of intensity against the Jets. I'm willing to just say, okay, London, they come out noon game flat. And the Jets just sort of more urgency and they were never able to really recover. Those excuses are now gone. Every excuse that you could possibly give this team, those are now gone. They have to go and just win a football game in a convincing fashion. Um, And for the commanders, like they're a desperate team too, because they had expectations. They built this roster, right? Like they thought they were going to be a pretty good team. That's the only reason you go get Carson Wentz is because you think you're going to be a playoff team. And so far, you know, they've won some games. They've lost some games. Um, they got to play Justin Fields. So did the Packers. That helps any team because it's going to boost the record a little bit. But like, what are, what are you looking for in, in this matchup? Because it seems like there's a lot going on in Washington right now on and off oh, yeah. the field, right? Yeah, there there's a lot. And you know what? Like Ron Rivera, I'm going to try, at least for this episode, I'm going to try to keep it to football. Okay, um, I fine. like that approach. And I'm sure that some of my listeners and some of my viewers are going to appreciate that approach <laughs> on this episode uh, as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, the Packers are just just really one part of just a really weird kind of season that we've, we've started to have here in the first six weeks. And specifically in, in, in the NFC, I remember preseason, we all kind of talked about it's Bucks, Rams, Packers. And then everyone else. Well, the Bucks, Rams, and Packers are all three and three, so they're not even necessarily putting themselves on top. So really, it's the Eagles and then everyone else. And I don't know how many people had this much confidence in the Eagles entering the season. But the biggest story on the commander side of this thing, and I've already touched on it, it's got to be Taylor Heineke. The quarterback is the most yep. uh, important position on the field. So when you have a new one, even one that is experienced in the scheme, is experienced with a lot of these players, uh, and we've obviously seen him start against this team specifically just one season ago, it's still going to be the biggest uh the biggest story and really the 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 talk of the town right now is a contrast from this year between last year or coming from last year and last year 2021 against the green bay packers in lambo taylor heineke 25 37 268 yards touchdown and interception uh, a qbr of 86.3 not terrible not amazing but not terrible 10 carries 95 yards i felt like that was really kind of where he made uh his mark i know there was that one controversial run that I think the refs got right. If you don't like the rule, you just don't like the rule, but the ruling was was accurate. Uh, look, the commanders last season, they left 12 points on the field via missed or blocked field goals and going for it in goal-to-go situations that in my uh, observation, and I still stand by this, were signs of desperation. So taking the points, you were desperate because you, you honestly, it, it reeked to me of a team that knew they were not good enough to go blow for blow at the Packers. They needed the touchdowns versus the points. Uh, they end up leaving those 12 points on the board, losing by 14. Oh, by the way, also give the Packers a short field via a Taylor Heineke strip sack courtesy of Rashawn Gary. So all those things combined, you can fix those things. Potentially, maybe you come up with an upset win. Coming into this season, however, there are some differences in the Washington Commanders uh, team, and they feel like those differences could potentially be the catalyst to helping them get an upset win this weekend, which would be huge for the Washington Commanders as and perhaps more more influential or more impactful for the Commanders in a positive light as it would be detrimental to the Green Bay Packers because the Green Bay Packers lose to the Giants, Jets, and Commanders. The questions are going to get louder and the, and the lights, uh, are, of course, are only going to get brighter. But I really think it all starts with Taylor Heineke and what this team does that they've been doing or different from what they've been doing already with Carson Wentz. And then, oh, by the way, you mentioned the run defense, Brian Robinson Jr. getting his second start 
uh, really starting to feel like he's catching up with the rest of the offense after two weeks of playing against Chicago Bears and the Tennessee Titans. What a story, too. Brian Robinson, you know, the unfortunate incident where he's shot um, and then and then not just recovers, recovers and plays what less than a month later, like pretty remarkable stuff from him. You mentioned the Taylor Heineke part of this. It, the, I know a lot of Packer fans. I mean, I, obviously, I I was doing the show when when that game happened, and a, a lot of Packer fans like the Packers won that game technically, convincingly. Yeah. But I don't think any Packer fan left that game going, "Yeah, the Packers kicked that team's ass." Like that's not yeah. what happened. Um, as you mentioned, the points left on the board, and ultimately it was turnovers. Taylor yeah. Heineke threw the pick. He fumbled twice. They only luck. They were lucky to only lose one of those fumbles, yeah. and and that's going to be. We'll get to the matchups in a little bit, but that's going to be a matchup that I have my eye on because Rashawn Gary absolutely wrecked this game a year ago. Yeah. Two sacks, four tackles. He was a monster. Um, Kingsley Nigbare, who's a rookie for the Packers, got his first career sack on on Zach Wilson this last week on a really nice pass rush move. He's starting to come on, and Preston Smith. Needs to step up a little bit. Kenny Clark has been outstanding as an interior yeah. pass rusher. I mean, look, for for again, we're going to get to the matchups, but for for all of the the uh modern NFL-ness that we have going on in the league, the Patrick Mahomes, the Josh Allens, the let's spread it out and chuck it around the yard. Um, this is a game that to me comes down to which team can block the other's front better. And both of these teams are going to feel like they have the advantage in the trenches. And whatever team is able to block up on offense, I think they're gonna they're gonna feel like they should win this game. And to me, you know, that because of um the questions that the Packers have, who's gonna start at right guard? Where is Elton Jenkins gonna play? Mm. That is as much about storylines as it is about actual matchups as well. Yeah, absolutely. Hard to be good or hard to be bad when you're good in the trenches, right? But also hard to be good when you're bad in the trenches. Matt LaFleur so said that almost verbatim. He said, if we can't block, we can't do anything this week. And yeah. so you're absolutely right. Absolutely. And those key matchups are coming up. Peter, I found a key matchup for myself. Hopefully we're going to find some key matchups for the teams that we cover. But mine is going 20 years strong this next spring. And of course, I'm talking about my 20 year wedding anniversary, mm. which is coming up. And for me, Blue Nile is going to help me make it extra special because the look on my wife's face, thank you very much, but the look on my wife's face when she sees the rock I'm planning on getting her should be amazing. Whether you're looking to pop the question or you have a milestone to celebrate or want to let your love sparkle a little bit, Blue Nile can help you make your celebrations just as memorable as I know mine will be again coming next spring. As the original online jeweler, Blue Nile offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers. Blue Nile has helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring with their easy online tools, letting you choose diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Looking for a piece of fine jewelry to commemorate a special milestone, but still having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. So shop stress-free with Blue Nile's 100% satisfaction guarantee. All Blue Nile orders are insured and shipped for free in discreet packaging, They also offer overnight shipping if you're in a rush. Make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. Again, that's B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com. Locked on is the code to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. Once again, that's BlueNile.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. 
Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, guys, continuing on with this crossover Thursday episode here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Commanders hosting the Green Bay Packers. Uh, The Packers get to come visit historic FedEx Field. Peter, it's going to be an amazing moment for all of them, I'm sure, having, you know, travel from their home to, uh, yeah. Anyway. Historic um, FedEx field, yeah. We're going to get to historic for a lot of the wrong reasons. We're going to get to who's going to win this game here in a little bit. But first, uh, the, way, the way they're going to get to or going to win this game is through these key matchups. Peter, since I can't talk right now, why don't you kick it off and let us know what the key <laughs> matchup is for the Packers. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, you know, I telegraphed this a little bit in terms of the trenches, but it's it's even more important because this Washington run defense has been really good this season. They're the fifth best defense against the run by DVOA. And Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, those big boys up front can really cause problems. And this is a Packers offensive line that had their lunch taken by the New York Jets, by Quinn and Williams, and, and then other also by like Sheldon Rankins and and who, who's a good player. But then, like, also, guys that like you or I couldn't name if we were given five or six minutes looking at the depth chart, like, and so that's that's a problem for the Packers. Now, Josh Myers, the center, has been very good this season. John Runyon Jr. outside of the Jets game has been very good this season. And David Bakhtiari, I believe, was the highest graded offensive tackle and pass protection of the week last week, according to Pro Football Focus. Mm-hmm. It's that right side. So, how do you block up this front on that right side? Well, I think. What they're going to do, at the very least, you'll get a new right guard. Royce Newman got benched last week, the right guard. He has been easily the biggest problem with this offensive line. He's giving up like four or five pressures a game. He's been a little bit of a... He's, he's better in the run game than the pass game, but that's not saying much because he's terrible as a pass protector right now. Um, and so I think you'll either see Elton Jenkins slide back to guard And then Yash Nyman flipped tackle sides. I think that's the most likely scenario. Yash was a right tackle at Virginia Tech and has been a a quality. Like he's looked like an NFL starter at left tackle filling in for David Bakhtiari and then for Elton Jenkins. And Jenkins has looked more natural at guard than tackle. All pro caliber guard, at least as of this season, like sub-level starter at right tackle. So maybe he's just a guard. That could be, that's fine. If Elton Jenkins is your right guard, if you're the Packers, you probably feel really good about this matchup. Because then it's just, okay, send help to Montez Sweat and figure the rest out. Because I I don't think their secondary edge pass rushers are going to cause the Packers to lose sleep. But Montez Sweat is a really good football player. And the the interior guys I mentioned, really good football players. They lost some of the really good depth that they've had over the last couple of years. Like it felt like they used a number one pick on a defensive tackle like every year for six straight seasons. Um, But they, they, they don't have that anymore. But this team, Jamin Davis, flying around. He's a really athletic guy who, you know, is he the most uh, intuitive player? Not always. He's right. still sort of figuring this all out, right? But I, I think that this is um, a, a defense, at least in the front, that can give Packers problems. And if they can't run the ball, that's where I, I worry about this offense. And so to me, that's the biggest matchup. 
I, I kind of have a feeling that you're going to say the same thing, but on the other side of the ball, but, but go ahead and, and uh, don't let me answer for you. No, it's, it's absolutely huge. And you're right. It, this is going to be big for both sides of the ball, because when you look at the Washington commanders offensive line, Sam Cosme, uh, he's got that injured finger and he's, he's practicing with this like really big, it's not like a club. That's actually kind of what I expected it to be, but it's like this weird, like Darth Vader ish, like shell <laughs> type of deal. And, and basically they're just trying to see if he he's can really Matt work with it than, and, and play with it. And, Matt, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of crazy. But the question was brought up today to Ron Rivera that, you know, why not move Sam Cosme inside to right guard um, where he's he's played before and he's proven that he can do uh, pretty well and let Cornelius Lucas, who filled in at right tackle and did fairly well, play that position and then kind of put your best five right on, on the offensive line instead of sticking to maybe depth chart order. And then Tyler Larson got his first action uh, of the season against Chicago Bears. Looked okay, but he also looked like a center who was getting his first action uh, of the season. And what moving Sam Cosme inside and moving Cornelius Lucas to right tackle does for the commanders is if Andrew Norwell, who has had some good moments, but had a couple of really, really uh, drive killing moments as well. If he kind of starts to get loose a little bit, Sadiq Charles, who has been solid as a right guard is there and potentially you plug him in at left guard. So yeah, some, some shifting going on. I mean, typically by week six, week seven, outside of injuries, you kind of want to know who your guys are, but it looks like both sides kind of still looking for the right chemistry there up front. So that's definitely a key matchup for this game, Peter. I think you hit that right on the head. But for me, again, we're kind of looking at a matchup, and Ron Rivera talked about this too, like the Packers. He says, watching them on film, there's not a lot different they do this year than they did last year, except now they don't have Devontae Adams. And in Commander's Country, that's being viewed as like, this is how this team gets this win, is the loss of Devontae Adams and the comparison between the two rosters. Last year, the Commander's top four wide receivers, Terry McLaurin, Adam Humphreys, DeAndre Carter, and Dax Milne, this year, those top four receivers, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, who looks like he's trending in the right direction to play this week. And I guess Cam Sims, I would put with De'Ami Brown, potentially not playing. You look at that last year's second receiver, Adam Humphreys, wouldn't even crack the top four on this roster. Meanwhile, the, the Packers, their top four DBs, Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, Eric Stokes, and Shannon Sullivan last year. You take Sullivan out, you put Jair Alexander, which is a huge upgrade. Don't let me undersell Jair Alexander by any means. But I think the upgrade you get at commander's receivers versus the upgrade you get in the Packers secondary, the fact that, again, according to what Ron Rivera and his staff are seeing, it looks to be similar type tendencies. And this really close couple of mistakes here and there, the commanders cost them this win last year on the road, could spell a win in FedEx. I, if I'm the, the commanders, that is absolutely the case that, that I'm making. And, and that is that like these two teams were pretty close last year. You, you take Devontae Adams out. You, you sort of rebalance the scales in favor of the commander skill players. Um, I, I think the difference is Taylor Heineke was your every every week starter at the time, right? Yep. Like that he's getting every rep every week versus coming in, okay, this week. Um, and then I, I also think it's worth pointing out if you go back to that 2021 game, and, th and this is not everything, but Robert Tunyon had a nice game in, in mm -hmm. that one, four catches for 63 and a score, and Alan Lazard, five catches for 60 and a score. He was a big factor. Al Lazard was in this game. And so he's going to get even more opportunities. And now the commanders, you know, William Jackson is, he's got the, uh, the old, I don't want to be here hamstring pull. Like that's the, you know, not really, but like, that's the, yeah. that's the injury. And so, okay, now what are you going to get from, you know, Benjamin St. Just and, yeah. and Kendall Fuller and, and Rashad wild goose, who yeah. a lot of Wisconsin fans are going to know from his, his college days. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. and, and one of my favorite, Tweets of all time had um, a picture of him chasing someone. So it's a wild goose chase. 
Um, so if, if you haven't memed that already in Washington, Commanders fans, please feel free. Take that. Go do that. But um, this this um, skill group. Yeah, it's not the same. Yeah. And that's I think that's a that's a, a big difference for sure. But Tunyon is going to have a bigger role. He ate last year. Lazard's going to have a bigger role. He ate last year. What I think is interesting, too, is if you go back three or four seasons, um, I think it was maybe even 2018, 2018 or 2019, um, in a game between these two teams, Jair Alexander shadowed Scary Terry. Yeah. And it wasn't until the end of that game when the Packers were up, I think, three scores or something that they were able to finally get a, a chunk play on Jair. And, and I think McLaurin mm-hmm. scored. But I think that like it, it's hard to overstate that difference of having yeah. someone like Jair Alexander. I mean, he put Garrett Wilson in a torture chamber last week yeah. and the Jets tried to move him around. And, and Joe Barry said, cool, you want to put him in the slot? Here's 23 lined up across him. And, and, and he's going to do the thing that is really tough for a lot of corners to do and press you with a two-way go. Mm-hmm. It is, you have to be such a crazy athlete to press from the slot because if you throw that hand and you're wrong, you're out the door. (laughs) And so you have to, you have to be so gifted and Jair can do that. And, and so I'm really interested to see, it was the same thing last year. Eric Stokes got a lot of run against Terry McLaurin Mm -hmm. and you know, I I thought held up pretty well, gave up one big play really. And it was the touchdown. And so like Eric Stokes has not played great this season. How do the Packers want to match up? Are they going to play a bunch of man coverage? That's the other big matchup that I'm interested in here because if I'm the commanders, I'm I'm trying to create plays down the field. Okay, Packers, you want to not play your quarter shell? You want to, you want to sit in that single high look? You want to try and route the middle of the field? All right, Jahan Dotson, nine route, go long. Terry McLaurin, go, like it's going to yep. kind of be, I think, that kind of set of opportunities for them and then how how well they can hit on some of those opportunities is going to dictate how well that offense can move the ball. Um, but this yep. Packers passing defense has been really good this season. Lead the league in, in yards per game allowed, under 200 yards per game allowed through the air. Um, but it's a it's been a, a run-force run on, on the Packers defense. And, and yep. so I think it's going to be incumbent on Washington to stay patient. Um, yep. Scott Turner, I don't think you have to threaten Scott Turner with a good time running the ball. Like I think he will do it, especially with Taylor Heineke. So, yeah, typically. Um, I think like you could make the case, okay, they'll press and they'll try and, you know, get aggressive over the top. And I don't think they will. So I think this is going to be a close game. I, I think this is going to be a really fun game. And um, that's a weird thing to say. I, I don't know if you saw this, David. Matt LaFleur was asked, would you rather see Taylor Heineke or Carson Wentz? Like, mm-hmm. or he basically what he said was, you know, like given the limitations with Carson's injury, like, would you rather, what he was trying to say was you, would you rather see Carson at less than hundred percent than Taylor Heineke? And Malafleur was like, there is 0% chance I'm answering this question. Um, Which to me meant, yeah, we're kind of bummed that we're not seeing Carson Wentz. Right. Um, Right. And it's interesting because Taylor Heineke got after them a little bit last year. So uh, this is, this is going to be fun. I'm excited for it. Yeah, absolutely. No. And and that's going to be huge. And on the other side of that matchup real quick, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, who the Packers use or try to use to to attack Kendall Fuller because he's gotten exposed a little bit this season, and not only who but how. Like, are they are they are they going to use which combinations are going to use? Maybe try to spin him up as a veteran. He has he has looked uh, lesser than a veteran uh, at times, so it's going to be very interesting to see if that trend kind of continues here with Aaron Rodgers targeting him instead of the younger guy Benjamin St. Juice, who's actually been winning more of his matchups. But we're going to tell you who's going to win this game. Is it going to be the Packers? 
Is it going to be the commanders? Predictions are coming up. But I'm going to tell you first who's not going to win, and that's anyone trying to get into my house, thanks in part to the people at Simply Safe. When it comes to burglars, your home is like the end zone. Your possessions are the points that they're after, and you need the absolute strongest defense you can muster. This is why I use and trust Simply Safe Home Security. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. Their cutting edge technology is powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. So you always know your home is safe. I travel a lot covering the commanders. Then you got the senior bowl, the scouting combine. And while it's all great and fun, I love the fact that I can reach back and check on things back home just using my phone. I can do it in the hotel. I can do it in the stadium. I can do it wherever I am. Plus, if I have a package delivery, it might come in handy in case someone decides my mail is going to be their outlet to vent any lack of employment satisfaction <laughs> they may have. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or you can't be reached. And their equipment options are fully customizable, so you can have as many indoor or outdoor cameras, sensors, and detectors as you want. So customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring pr- plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, moment of truth here on this Crossover Thursday edition of Locked On Commanders, Locked On Packers. Peter Bukowski, David Harrison, Packers are favored by five. On the road, right, typically, and I don't even know if this is really a tradition anymore, but they say traditionally the home team gets a field goal. So really it's kind of like an eight-point swing towards the uh, the Green Bay well, Packers. Two and a half now, yeah. Yeah. The Packers have only scored more than 24 twice this year, Peter. The Commanders have only allowed more than 24 twice this year. Are either of those things going to become a third, and which one is it going to be? Who do you got winning this game? I mean, our friends at Bet Online have the over-under here at, tw- at 41 and a half. They it's do. one of the lowest totals of the week. Um, yeah. Jets Broncos is lower for reasons that I think are obvious. That is gross. Um, that, that over under is Listen, 38. I'm not that a Packers a- fan. I don't cover the Packers, but that is gross. That is that is disrespectful. A 38 total. Um, but yeah, it, the, the, the problem is, I, how, how am I supposed to have faith in this offense right now? Yeah. Like, I think the potential is there, but. Until I see it, it's really hard for me to have faith in this offense scoring. Get just like get score twenty one challenge Packers. Like I, like that's that's what the deal is right now. So I think they can get there. I think they're gonna they're gonna make this offensive line change. I think that that creates so many more opportunities for them in the run and pass game. I think the pass protection will be significantly better as a result. And although I think that the the run defense is going to be a storyline here. Um, this this Washington passing defense has been sort of surprisingly bad for the last couple seasons now. Yeah. Um, and and like they're not terrible. They're not like awful in the way that the Packers are against the run, for example. But but this is, I think, a below average passing defense overall. Um, and so I I think the Packers win 
but I would not, I would not lay the five. Like I, I think something like 2320, uh, 21, something like that. Like, I think this is going to be a close game because I just, I, that, that, that Washington front is just going to make life miserable for Aaron Rodgers. I think the Packers can do the same thing. Kenny Clark against a center who, as you mentioned, is, is just getting his legs under him and Tyler Larson questions about what's going on on the right side of that offensive line. I think that's going to be where you see Rashawn Gary lined up a bunch and that is, that is going to create some issues I think for Washington. So um, I, I, I continue to try and stop from saying their name, even though like my brain is just preconditioned to not say the, 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 the mascot commanders. Yeah. I'm going to learn, I'm going to learn to say commanders and guardians. Um, this is, <laughs> this is go. like a, yeah. a, a sticking point for me. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think 2117 is where I'm going to go, which by the way, would be the under uh, yeah. on this one. So I think I would take both of those. I think I would take Washington to cover and the under, which I'm probably getting like, I haven't looked at it on bet online, but I'm probably getting pretty good juicy plus odds. If that's yeah. what I take. Definitely going to be some good odds on that one. I'm actually going over on this matchup. Um, I like what you said, the commander's, pass defense it's kind of funny because they've been kind of feast or famine in a couple games they only gave up three explosive pass plays and and there was one game where two of those three were like 21 yards so they're just in the explosive category but then there's some other games where they gave up like five or six and you're talking 40 50 yard hits uh on the opposing offense but then you have other drives where they just don't even allow completion or it's like four yards and you punt it's kind of a, a very interesting dynamic which is why i'm really interested to see how they attack kendall fuller because uh, especially against philadelphia eagles a lot of those came on Kendall Fuller, unfortunately. I've kind of had this rule all season, Peter, that if I think a game is going to be close, I go commanders. I lean commanders just because I see them on a daily basis. I see what they're doing. I see the potential. Uh, kind of like what you're talking about the Packers. Like we've yet to see them really put it together, even against Jacksonville, Jaguars, Chicago Bears. Like neither of those wins, you're not going to put either of those reels in your in your team hall of fame uh, anytime soon. I'm going Commanders 24-21. Like I said, that, that number 24 kind of stuck out to me. So I think it's a race to 21, which that was interesting because you kind of mentioned that too. A race to 21 and then see who gets the game-winning field goal. I feel like this is 24-21. Either way, it shakes out. Um, but because it's close, I am going to lean Commanders. And if you're if you're a uh, points better, if you if you like to bet against the line, uh, I've got I've got the Commanders uh, coming in under that five. So, I mean... Take that for for what it's worth. We agree on the number. I, I think that that like five is on the road for the Packers. What have we seen from Green Bay that says they should be favored by five points against almost anybody? I get that it's a yeah. a backup quarterback. I get that this is a team sitting at the bottom of the standings. But like, why are the why are the Packers good right now? What do they do well right now? Like, I, I this is a good question. Now, I think the answer is they they stop the pass. And that's a really important trait to have in the modern NFL. But in a game where you already have a backup quarterback and a game where last last year that quarterback ran all over you in a game you're probably going to play a lot of man coverage again. You know, it's going to be a close game. Uh, and I won't be surprised. I was surprised when the Jets beat the Packers last week. And by the way, John Butchko came on my show from Locked on Jets and, and picked the Jets. Good for him. He picked, the, picked Jets, the Jets. And they won. Um... I will not. I will not be surprised this week if if the Commanders win. Um, 
but I will, I will say loud things into a microphone on Sunday if that happens. <laughs> Listen, I win either way because my listeners know I'm a football purist at heart. That's I'm a football fan before I'm an anything else fan. And Romeo Dobbs is one of my favorite guys in the Senior Bowl. So Amazing. if the Packers win, I can pretty much guarantee Romeo's going to have some sort of role in it. You so wonder who have the Kendall game. Fuller guy is going to be. The Packers have not been shy about lining him up against opposing teams' cornerback yeah. ones. They line yeah. him up against Sauce. They line him up against um, Jack Jones. Against like they they are not afraid to just say. Okay, you want to you want to take this guy? He can he can get open, and he was open a ton last week and didn't get the ball um, on some of those. I think vertically, mm-hmm. especially against someone like Kendall Fuller, who you mentioned, looks like maybe a half step to a step slower this year. That might be a place where the Packers attack, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go out of limb and make a prediction here that I think that ends up being the difference. Romeo Dobbs makes a big play vertically good. on Kendall Fuller. Um, and, and is the difference. And that's how the Packers get a much needed win, David Harrison. Yeah. So listen, I literally had an off the record conversation with someone inside the organization about that exact matchup. And that's all I'm <laughs> going to say about that. Thank all of you for making the locked on commanders and locked on Packers podcast. First, listen or your first view of the day. And I'll make your second listener view the Peacock and Williamson NFL show, Brian Peacock and former NFL scout, Matt Williamson, give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts, just like the one you're listening to or watching right now. For Peter Bukowski, co-founder of The Leap, on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski, not like you're not already following him, and host of the Locked On Packers podcast. I'm David Harrison, writer for Sports Illustrated's Commander Country, one of the hosts of the Locked On Commanders podcast. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, enjoy the game. Thank you for joining us on this crossover Thursday episode on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out Chris Russell. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.